As we are finalizing Q4 of 2021 with the holidays on the horizon, I know you're probably like me and on the lookout for any new strategy that we can learn that will take our game to a whole new level in 2022. I'll cover our lessons learned this year on another episode and have some fun ideas coming up as we approach episode number 200. But as you know, we're always looking for brain aligned strategies that we can all use to implement immediately. And I found something that I think we should all know about with our next speaker. She was recognized in 2021 as the top behavior expert of the year. With her four-step repatterning approach that digs deep into our subconscious mind so we can change those habits or behaviors that we've got running on autopilot for new and improved results in 2022. If there are any new brain aligned strategies that I come across in my research, I'll find them and share them with you here. Welcome back to the Neuroscience Meets Social and Emotional Learning podcast for episode number 184. With an award-winning author, thought leader, international trainer, and fearless speaker, Adele Spragan. Her book, Shift, Four Steps to Personal Empowerment, has won three awards for its powerful message of inspiration and hope, and is sweeping the globe, transforming how people are setting and achieving their goals. For those new or returning guests, welcome back. I'm Andrea Samadhi, author and educator from Toronto, Canada, now in Arizona, and like many of you listening, have been fascinated with learning and understanding the science behind high-performance strategies that we can all use to improve our productivity in our schools, our sports, and workplace environments. Today, I want to welcome Adele Spragan from my hometown of Toronto, Canada, and get straight to some questions that I hope will give us a new look at goal setting and achieving with our brain in mind and be the perfect episode for us as we leap into 2022. Welcome, Adele. Thank you so much for joining me today and sharing your book and proprietary four-step repatterning approach with all of our listeners at this very important time of year. Thanks so much for being here. Oh, thank you for having me, Andrea. It's my pleasure. Wonderful. Well, Adele, as we connected today on LinkedIn, I noticed that we have a common thread uh, and I noticed it as we, as I began to read your book and study your work, some of the things that you were saying, I thought, well, I've learned that somewhere. And we both began our work in the personal development field. And before I get to my first question for you, I just wonder what types of seminars and things did you do before you discovered this four-step approach? Oh, gosh, I have done so much. So I'm a meditation facilitator. So I learned that. Um, I'm a Kundalini yoga instructor. I also did landmark for many, many, many years. I did thought leadership. Um, yeah, like pretty much if there's something out there, I probably tried it hypnosis. Um, yeah, you name it, Andrea, I've probably done it. Well, it was interesting because I know that we both noticed there was something wrong with the way we were initially taught how to set and achieve goals. 
And we were first taught think, feel, and act. And it was all over the place. Our thoughts determine our feelings, which determine our actions that determine our conditions, circumstances, and environment. And then you mentioned the fact that we've got to start thinking about our feeling first, our actions, and then our thoughts. And I kind of connected it to what I'm learning from neuroscientists. They call this interoception, where we've got to listen to our body first and feel before we act. Can you just share when you first saw the need to teach others how to use their brain to achieve their goals and why it's so important that feeling precedes our actions? Absolutely. I mean, one of the one of the studies that came out in neuroscience early 2000s, so it's not that old, 20 years. Anyway, he has determined, and I will remember the name, he's determined that action is actually coming before thought. It's originating in the unconscious regions of our brain. So our brain, you know, our brain is a pattern maker, right? Our brain creates patterns. That's how it's designed. And when we have a pattern, it continues to take that action over and over again, as most people know. And it's not until we change that underlying brain pattern that we actually have an opportunity to take a new action. So basically what that means, Andrea, is that if we're going to determine the action that we've already taken, we need to actually reflect back on what we have just done. So I'm going to just explain what I just said. Dylan Haynes, that's his name. He determined that inside the brain, your brain is actually taking action a quarter of a second up to seven seconds before you consciously catch up with the action that is already being taken. Now that's incredible, right? So inside the unconscious regions of our brain, those actions are being taken. Now our conscious mind catches up, the thought process catches up and goes, oh, I want a cookie, but your hand's already in the cookie jar. So how are we supposed to then change those actions if we're not even consciously choosing to take them, if thought is following. Right. And that's what I, when I woke up to that, that's when I said, okay, we have to change the brain's patterning. We've got to stop thinking that we can think our way into new actions and instead change how the body is feeling inside those actions first and then change the pattern and then the thought will change automatically. John Dylan Haynes, there, I did it. (laughs) there's my my brain trying to figure it out right action coming before thought going what is that (laughs) all right i got it john dylan haynes i'll find him and i'll put him in in the video so we can all see who he is but um so i've got a, a first question for you and as as i thought about that that we've got to think about our feeling first and then it goes deep as we start talking about the brain and neuroscience i think about micro movements and all the subconscious stuff that we do before we're going to go take an action all these little things that we're going to have to interrupt and stop if we want to break and change that habit so this question is kind of long and i want to it's just got three pieces to it but i want to bring in three episodes and three brain facts so i'm gonna just break it up and and it's because i've done so much work on using your brain to break habits and so my first episode one of the earlier ones episode 35 was on how to use your brain to break bad habits 
And we talk about neurons that fire together, wire together. So it's reinforcing a habit for something that's done over and over again with this neural pathway. I think we, we have all got that. And then I discovered from Stephanie Fay, a, lot, a little bit later, episode 133, that the brain actually creates high priority pathways with skills we're practicing over and over again. And it actually rewires itself with myelin that increases the speed. So it makes it easier and easier for this patterned thought or action to happen. And then one more bit, Dr. John Leaf on his new book, The Secret Language of Cells, he said that anything we do after exercise is further reinforced in the brain. So with these three brain facts in mind, with how habits are formed and reinforced in the brain, can you explain why some of our habits are so difficult to break, while some we can break without any effort at all? Yeah, I mean, definitely uh, the way that they are describing how the brain works is, is 100% correct. I mean, you do the same thing over and over again, you are going to reinforce that pathway each time you do it, right? So each time we take that action, we reinforce that brain pattern. But what, what's missing is how to actually transform those patterns. So even though we are repeatedly taking the same pattern over and over again, creating the same action over and over again, we, we need to start with a method of subtraction, not addition, okay? So it's not that the brain isn't wired that way. It certainly is. It's how do we change that action? Well, what, what I find is missing in most approaches is that we feel we can substitute a different action for the one that we're taking. So that's one way that we're told to change a pattern. Stop doing that. Start doing this, okay? That will that will fade that one away, that one will sort of tease itself apart. And then the new pattern will eventually get engraved in the brain, and you will easily take that new action. And that is definitely one way, but boy, is it time consuming. That's what I was trying to do. <laughs> Sometimes it didn't work, because my old action was, of course, originating in my unconscious. And so I would just gravitate there immediately. And then I'd have to go, oh, no, wait a minute, I'm not supposed to be doing that. I'm supposed to be doing this. So that was one thing that would happen. Um, the other thing that would happen is eventually I may be able to create that new pattern, but it took me months, if not years, in order to consistently do that action over and over again. There is a much faster way. Let's start by removing the underlying brain pattern first. Let's stop asking, what should I do? And instead ask, what am I doing that's not working? Let's remove that now your brain is in an opportunity to immediately create a new pattern. And our brain is actually wired to adapt. It's why human beings are so exceptional at what we do on this planet. It's because we are constantly adapting based in our brain patterns. So if we give our brain an opportunity to rewire by teaching it how to do that, now we are in a position to transform overnight. I mean, literally, I step out of one identity into another. And so do every single one of my participants. They're taking an action, it's not working. They remove that action and they literally just step out of that identity into another identity that takes a new action. That's how dramatic the brain can change. So you're saying in order for this behavior change to happen, we've got to first of all recognize why something isn't working for us. That's the aha moment, that's it? 
Uh, it's actually a little bit less complicated than even that. Okay. okay. What we have to do is not ask the question, why, just what, what am I doing that's not working? Mm. All right. So let's take an example from one of my participants. They had a pattern which was very, very um, impatient. And every time that they wanted the kids to come down to dinner, this man was standing at the bottom of the stairs yelling, get down here, get down here now. Okay. He identified this isn't working. Like this is driving the kids away. This is upsetting the whole family. So I said, great. Okay. What is that pattern? Now a pattern, I'm going to say, Andrea, is an intertwined physical sensation, emotion, thought. That's how we recognize when we have a pattern in our brain. Some patterns work, some patterns don't. In this case, that pattern didn't work. He recognized I'm impatient and my body is really aggravated right now. And my thought is they are being rude. They are being disrespectful. Okay, great. Those three parts made up a pattern. His next job was not to fix that, not to try and change that in any way, but just simply to remove the pattern itself. When he did that, all of that impatience, all of that thought process, they're being disrespectful, all of that disappeared. Now our brain does what our brain does, and it's going to rewire a brand new pattern. And we don't have to really worry about what that pattern is going to be. That's not our job. Our job is just to remove what doesn't work. Now, why don't we not have to worry about what the next action should be, what the next pattern should be? Because that pattern for him was created a long time ago when he was a little boy and his mother was very impatient and he just got that pattern from her. He just mimicked that until it became one of his own. Okay. Mm -hmm. So what happens then when he now removes that old pattern is that he now comes with all of his adult faculties, everything that he's learned in his lifetime and his brain uses all of that to create a brand new pattern. And of course, he's not going to be impatient. Because impatient wasn't working for him and it wasn't working for the kids. So at that point, his brain creates a brand new pattern and he's no longer yelling. It's like, hey, come on down. And the result of that was the kids delighted in hanging around the kitchen. They didn't even want to hang out in their rooms. They wanted to be with dad as he was making dinner and, you know, chit chatting. And they were just a delightful family after that. Oh, the way that you explain it, it makes it sound so simple. So it's just recognizing what didn't work and something else will fall into its place, not having to worry about what it is, not having to think I've got to replace it with something new. Because I always think, what if you replace it with something that was just as bad as what the other habit was? You well, if we think, that. I mean, that that's brilliant, Andrea, because if we think about how the brain works, if you think that everything that we can know is driven by a, a pattern that already exists in the brain, okay, does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Then if we are going to replace that action with a different action, we already have that action contained in our brain. Mm -hmm. So if we're going to substitute one thing for another, it's because we already have the substituted pattern already exists within the brain itself. So we can say one thing with 100% certainty, that's not our solution. Because if it was, we would already have the solution, we wouldn't have the problem. So that's why we need a method of, of subtraction instead of addition, we need to get rid of what doesn't work and not worry about where we're going, let the brain do that by itself. So if I was to ask just one question about things that I want to get rid of, 
I'm just going to ask what's not working for me. Is that yep. a good question? Yep. Yeah. Perfect. That's so it. I love it. Really <laughs> what simple. am I doing that is not working for me? That's exactly it. Yeah. See what am I believing? What am I behaving? What actions am I taking? Got it. Okay. So can you take us through your four-step repatterning process to help us once we've identified what we need to shift? Does the old pattern just go away? Like you just explained it very clearly, something else will take over, but is it because we're no longer thinking about it? Does the brain just eventually forget? Um, and how long can we expect for this process to take? Well, it's a little, not quite that simple. So let's back it up. Yeah. What I teach is a four-step process. First, yes, we have to identify the pattern. So once we determine, okay, this action isn't working for me, then a pattern, as I was saying before, is an intertwined physical sensation, emotion, thought. Okay, so inside that action, there will be a physical sensation, something that the body does, there will be an emotion, and there will be a thought process that goes along with that. That is identifying the pattern, that is step one. The next thing we have to do, Andrea, is we have to own that as a pattern that is arising in our brain. So I'll just explain that for a moment. When we look outside of ourselves at a glass, so I have a glass here in front of me, okay? We think that we're actually seeing that glass inside our brain, but we're not because information flows in through the senses and that information gets interpreted by the pattern in our brain. So our brain is locked inside a dark, bony skull. It's completely silent in this brain. It's completely, um, there's no sight in here. There's no sound. There's no touch. There's no taste. There's nothing in here other than these neural pathways. All right. So in order for our brain to know that something exists outside, it first needs an existing pattern. And science has determined that as much information is flowing out of the brain as is flowing in in order to determine what's going on in the outside. So as much of our past experiences being drawn in to give us that experience. So to flip that switch, to own this as a pattern, we need to recognize that we're not actually interacting with the outside world. What we're interacting with is a, is a pattern in our brain. So we own it. I created that. That's mine. That's something that I created based on my past. All right, great. That's step two. The third step, now we need to bring the body in because our thought process, our every thought that we have is actually riding in on the back of a pattern. In order for our brain to think something, it first needs an existing neural pathway. Our body is much more connected to what's actually going on in the moment because it's constantly vibrating in response to what's going on in this moment. Yeah, makes sense. Yeah. So our third step is to use the body and we use a process called surrender, but we're just going to witness the body as it's going through whatever it's doing this action without, without getting caught up in the why without needing to understand it, we're just going to witness it. That is actually where the pattern gets removed. It's inside that process of surrender. And then the fourth step is where we are going to create that new pattern. And as I said, the brain is already doing that on your behalf. You don't need to worry about that part. Oh, it sounds so simple. And I just love anything to do with making change. But um, and, I, and I know I've asked this before, but how do we know if what we've replaced the habit with is going to work for us or not? Is it just 
like you just watch and see you feel joy you feel happiness like the guy with the kitchen and and his whole family got together it was obviously the right choice for him moving forward but how do we know if we haven't just chosen an old habit an old pathway based on what we were doing before yeah so um the only way to determine that is what i call on the court so the way we're going to know if we've created a pattern that works, a brand new pattern that works, is it's going to work for everybody. So there's two ways to tell if a pattern doesn't work. One way is if we set a goal and we're not moving in the direction of that goal. So you're procrastinating, you're stuck, you're avoiding, you're just not doing what you should do. Okay, that's one way. The second way to tell if something doesn't work is if it creates conflict, either internally or externally. So if, if you're suffering, if you're angry, upset, hurt, um, disappointed, whatever, and that causes internal suffering, that pattern doesn't work. If there's anger conflict outside in the relationship, that pattern isn't working. Okay. So when we remove that pattern, now the brain, as I said, it has an opportunity to create a brand new pattern in this situation for this situation. See, the thing with existing patterns is they all come from our past. Our brain is actually replacing the current situation with a filter based on what we think is going on based on our past. All right. Yeah. Have you heard that before in this class? Okay, good. In this, in this podcast. Awesome. So, so that replacing of the past experience with the present, that no longer occurs inside a brand new created pattern for this moment. The, the brain is going to create a pattern out of what is actually going on in the present moment, not based on what was happening in the past. And so the chances are, and from doing this for 10 years, I can tell you that <laughs> with 100% certainty, any brand new pattern that the brain is going to create brand new for this moment in this moment is going to take care of everybody. Okay. And it would take me way too long to get into why that's the case, but it does. It's automatically in the unconscious. It is taking care of everybody in this space and every, and your needs as well. So the goal that you're trying to achieve, everybody who will be affected by the new action. So this pattern is going to work, but let's say for some unknown reason, it doesn't. Once you've got the tool in the in your pocket, once you know how to repattern, it's just a matter of applying the tool again. Oh, that didn't work. I'll just apply it again. See, the thing is, when we work with the way the brain is patterned, there's no more blame. There's no more shame. There is nothing that a person does that they are choosing to do. It is a neural pathway in the brain that is taking that action. So there's nothing to blame. And everybody who's got a fully functioning brain, 99% of us do, then it's just a matter of, oh, okay, I'm taking an action that's not working, that's creating conflict, I'm just going to apply the four steps, I'm just going to remove that, see what happens again. Oh, that pattern didn't work. Okay, I'll apply the four steps again. And eventually, the brain will create a pattern which works brilliantly. And forms a whole new person for 2022, right? A whole new person and joy and happiness and peace of mind and success. Because all of that is actually our birthright. It's the way our brain is designed. Wow. I love this idea. So for people who want to learn more about the book, I know you've got a landing page shift 
the number four steps.com. Is that the best place for people to go? And yeah, that or my website, you can get at shift four steps.com. You can get a free copy of the book. All I ask is people pay for shipping. There's also free training in there. Or if you go to adelsbragan.com, my name.com, there's lots of free training in there as well. Got it. So is there anything important that I've not asked you about? You know, we've, we're going into 2022. A lot of people are thinking about what worked and what didn't work as we're going into a new year. What do you think is important we should all think about with regards to your four steps? I think the most important thing about setting a goal is this. Yes, we all need goals. Yes, we all need to know which direction we want to go in. And the new year is often at times where people say, okay, what do I want for this next year? Perfect. But the next question should not be, how do I achieve it? The next question should be, why do I not have it right now? Whatever that goal is, why do I not have it? Now, you'll notice as you ask that question that a whole bunch of actions, behaviors, beliefs surface. They come to mind. Oh, I don't have that because I'm procrastinating. Oh, I don't have that because I fear picking up the phone and making a sales call. Oh, I don't have that because I feel like I'm not deserving, right? Okay, awesome. All of those timing. under... Timing. What's that? Timing could be another one. Like, I don't know that it's not the right time for me. I've got to wait. Yeah. Or I don't have the time or I don't have the money or um, I'm too old, I'm too young, I'm too fat, I'm too thin. You know, like we have so many things that bubble to the surface. What we need to know is that each one of those beliefs, each one of those behaviors, each one of those actions is the result of an underlying brain pattern. So our next job, once we've identified why we don't have that goal right now, today, and all the actions, behaviors, beliefs that are stopping us is to then remove what is not working. Let's almost take a deep breath and stop striving for where we want to go because it's um, it always ends up, at least I found in all of my past experience, I always ended up beating myself up going, what's wrong with me? And once I discovered how my brain works and how it is perfectly designed to create patterns, I realized, oh, there's nothing wrong with me. I'm just lacking the pattern to take that action. And there's something really peaceful and beautiful in being able to say that. Yep, and take the ownership off of yourself to the, the stress and whatever we do to ourselves, like, why didn't I do this this year? Why didn't I do that? And then just let it flow and make it easier for yourself. That exactly. Exactly. And then just remove one pattern at a time and you will effortlessly and easily be taking that step towards your goals and probably exceeding them in the process. I love it because anytime I've tried to break habits, it's a difficult process. It's strenuous. Yeah. It's like, I get this sheet out on my wall, a hundred days to break this habit. And here I'm going to break this habit. And it's not been fun or easy. Some of them are easy, you know, cut out sugar after two weeks, you don't care anymore. That's easy. That's, that's done. But other habits are just, they take more time and they're more effortful. So I like, I like this idea that you've created in your four-step patterning approach. So what can people expect to feel after they've done this? What kind of benefits do they have? 
Yeah, great question. So it takes six to eight weeks to learn the tool. So I like to say it's the tool that's going to be in your pocket. So it takes a little while to learn. It's to train the brain how to remove a pattern rather than create a new one. Okay. Mm -hmm. Once you've got the tool in your pocket, though, what can you expect? Anytime that you're suffering, anytime that you have a problem, you will be able to say, oh, I have that problem because I have a pattern in my brain. Great. So you will also then have the tool in your pocket to apply in the direction of that problem and remove it. So there's a, there'll be a peace and a flow to life as we just stop thinking, what do I have to solve here? And instead relax into what problem do I have knowing that that problem is coming from a pattern? No more having to fix anything, nothing broken. You are perfect just the way you are. If you've got a problem, it's an existing pattern. You're just going to remove that and voila, your brain will create the solution on your behalf. Sounds so simple. I think we should all get your book for 2022. So for people to learn more about you, I'll put all your social media links in the show notes and both your website, shift for the number four steps.com. And people can go and have a look at your free resources, get the book and pay for shipping. I want to thank you so much for your time today, for all you're doing to help us shift at the end of 2021 to have a very successful 2022. Love it. Thank you, Andrew. Thanks, Adele. If you're enjoying the Neuroscience Meets Social and Emotional Learning podcast, please don't forget to subscribe so you'll stay up to date with our new episode. While you're there, please feel free to give us a review or a five-star rating as it helps others find us. For more information on our programs, books, and tools for schools and the workplace, visit us at www.achieveit360.com.